Michimige is the David Lynch come Quentin Tarantino of Japanese cinema. Some people will tell you that his masterpiece is 2001's Ichi the Killer. Ichi is a bizarre take on superhero flicks, slasher films, and Yakuza movies. And Yakuza movies are a favorite of mine. Ichi the Killer is indeed must-viewing if you have the stomach for it. But I rather prefer another Miike piece that uses a lot of the same elements in a way that's funnier, more charming and poignant, and less likely to make you spew your sushi. Miike's full metal Yakuza is Robocop, squared, skewed, flipped 90 degrees into another cultural dimension, made even sillier, and translated into Japanese. Now, as far as I'm concerned, that means it has a great pedigree, because Robocop, in case you've forgotten or you've never seen it at all, was a terrific movie, and because Robocop in turn had a terrific pedigree, stretching all the way back to Mary Shelley and Frankenstein, which, of course, some people claim to be the kernel of all modern technological science fiction. I don't want to get into that argument, but I don't think there can be any dispute that Frankenstein is still very much part of the modern consciousness, and the poor monster is regularly invoked as a symbol of technology or culture run amok. Stem cells, cloning, GM foods, cat people, fat guys who wear speedos, they're all Frankenstein monsters. But you've got to remember that Frankenstein's creation is more than a symbol of mere renegade technology. Sure, Ellison's AM and Cameron's Skynet, which was a ripoff of Ellison's AM, not to mention Colossus and Daleks and Moldies and Boppers and countless stories and movies about renegade robots and artificial viruses and environmental meltdowns and gray goo. These are all the heirs of Frankenstein. But such stories are usually missing one vital component of the Frankenstein archetype the flesh. Frankenstein wasn't just about technology run amok. It was technology run amok upon the flesh, and that gives the Frankenstein riff an extra dimension of ickiness, immediacy, poignancy, and power. When you play this riff, you're playing into questions about life, death, the relationship between creator and created, the nature of good and evil, what it means to be human, and other stuff that gets literature professors and people in the red states all fired up. It's a riff that can be played badly, but when it works, you get stuff like Cronenberg's The Fly, Philip K. Dick's Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, The Incredible Hulk, Edward Scissorhands, you name it. And, of course, there are plenty of direct homages, like Kenneth Branagh's 1994 film with De Niro, which I gave an A for effort, and Brian Aldiss's Frankenstein Unbound, which is required reading, so please go read it. And you get stuff like Robocop and Full Metal Yakuza, which, like Edward Scissorhands, are somewhat lighter treatments of the Frankenstein riff, although light is a pretty relative term here. Robocop is the story of a slain Detroit police officer whose corpse is brought back to life as a shoot-first, read-em-their-rights-later bought with a badge. It came out in 1987, and it was a vicious stab not only at the 80s themselves, but at America's predatory corporate culture, the privatization of our social infrastructure, the rot in our cities, and the reemergence of police brutality as a problem of primary cultural and political importance. Robocop preceded the Rodney King beating by three years. 
The movie is replete with moments of eye-popping violence and gore, and visually it remains engaging, even in the post-Matrix era of CGI. And it's deeply, wickedly funny. But it captures the poignancy of the Frankenstein riff, too. The plight of the Robocop is immediate and well-played. And if you don't get the idea, watching this movie, that the obscenities wreaked upon his flesh and his spirit by corporate and technological excess aren't looming over all the rest of us consumer bots, too, well, then you're just not paying attention. Paul Verhoeven never did better work. Although, of course, he's done far, far worse and will probably continue to do so unless somebody would please, please stop him. Robocop is available on DVD from the Criterion Collection, and it's worth having a look at, either for the first time or as a nostalgic transport to the halcyon days of the Reagan era. Takashi Miike's Full Metal Yakuza works for a lot of the same reasons that Robocop does. It's a violence-laden camp fest that never takes itself too seriously, and yet it's dead serious, and like Robocop, it never loses its compassion for the poor monster. Our protagonist and monster-to-be, Hagane, is a Yakuza flunky who has clearly made a bad career decision. He's just no good at being a Yakuza. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. The local kids beat him up. His tattoos are small and anemic. His noodle is too small and limp to satisfy his girlfriend. The guy is a loser. Worst of all, he's struck with admiration for his crew's captain, a Yakuza underboss named Tosa, who has really cool tattoos and who's making trouble within the organization, slicing up corrupt bosses in clouds of arterial spray and making all kinds of inconvenient noise about honor and the Yakuza code. When Tosa gets whacked, the hapless Hagane is at his side and goes down with him. He wakes up later in the squalid laboratory of a mad scientist, to find that he has been reborn as Robo-Yakuza, armored with bulletproof plates, fitted with extraordinary sensory equipment, and endowed with a monster pecker. Moreover, the mad scientist has used parts from Hagane's hero, Tosa, namely Tosa's heart and tattoos. Soon, full metal Yakuza is unleashed on the world to wreak vengeance on his former colleagues and bosses who betrayed him and who now menace Tosa's former girlfriend. These scenes of vengeance play out as you might expect for a Miike movie. Campy, silly, gory, and fun. But then the film moves into much darker territory, and it isn't so funny anymore. It's not as graphic as Miike's Ichi the Killer, but in a way it's more brutal and more disturbing. It's not for the faint of heart. I won't be spoiling anything by telling you that Full Metal Yakuza ends the way most Yakuza movies end and the way most Frankenstein movies end, which is to say, badly, for all the principles. Whether you call him Robocop, or Full Metal Yakuza, or Edward Scissorhands, or just the monster, he's going to come to the same bitter end. Twisted, ugly, lonely, banished, brutalized, hounded into brutalities of his own. That's the monster's lesson, whether you agree with it or not. Don't screw around with Mother Nature. This is Jonathan Sullivan for Escape Pod.